And I think when you have a toxic mind, you almost always have a toxic body as well. It's this really fascinating thing yeah. that I've come to terms with. And as I have sort of spiritually evolved and gotten a much better place mentally, my physical health has improved dramatically. And yes, I have taken steps to do that, you know, physical changes that I've made, but right. I think a lot of it was just cleaning up my energy field. And then as a result, the physical change that. Hi, I'm Dr. Nick Delgado, and I'm with... Laura Powers. <laughs> she is a psychic to celebrities. She's an author, an entrepreneur, and I'm really fascinated to have this interview because, you know, we got to talking and actually met at an immortality conference. And, you know, it's interesting because people talk about longevity and quality of life, but there's a certain group of scientists and doctors that are looking at what can we do to maybe even go beyond what anyone has ever done? I, I know I looked it up, Gene Calumet lived to 122 years and some number of days, and I thought, what would it take to break the all-time world record? Not for aging, but for healthy aging. That's a big focus for me. I mean, yes, I think it's great to have extended life, but only if the quality of life is really good. And this is a passion for me because I think there's a huge connection between your physical health and your spiritual health or your ability to connect with your own intuition, your higher self to live that better quality of life. You know, there, there's so many thoughts about this. And I think as a child, you had certain experiences. Tell me about that. <laughs> yeah, so very much. I was like the little kid in the sixth sense. Um, I had a hard time sometimes telling if someone was a live spirit or a ghost. And I actually grew up thinking I was crazy because I didn't... Wow. You know, I could tell that other people didn't see and sense what I did. And so I didn't talk about it. I remember asking my mom when I was little if she saw and sensed things, and I knew based on her response that she didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> oh, no. So I just kept it to myself. And yeah. then in college, a family friend described a ghost that I had seen but never told anybody about. And so for me, that confirmed that it wasn't in my head. But I was still pretty scared, and I didn't really have tools to handle it. So it took many years for me to, you know, come to terms with it, open my psychic gifts back up, and learn how to manage them. Fantastic. Well, you know, I, I, I think about the expansiveness of the brain and certain areas that are still unexplored. And so, you know, when we talk about the possibility of immortality, that is live long enough till we figure out what it's going to take to help those cells that stop replicating, because there is concepts about certain cells and chromosomes replicate only so many times. And right now, the challenge is there's only 70 people alive that are past the age of 110. So it's a very lofty goal to, mm -hmm. to even get past 110, let alone right. <laughs> to live forever. So, you know, I, I've had the opportunity to interview Aubrey de Grey and some other pretty well-known people studying this science. But they often talk about sustenance, uh, removing those cells that are, are dying and how does the body detoxify. So I came up with this idea that it takes three steps. You want to know what they are? Sure, yeah, okay. I'd love to hear them. He, he broke them down into about, I think it was nine steps, but to me, it's simpler to think of detoxify, figure out every which way the body can detoxify through physical exercise, through herbs, through uh, the mindset, detoxify of harmful thoughts and, and negative emotions, right? And and to to nutrify, to, to really bring in the nutritional quality from the right foods, from the right herbs, the right supplements, and uh, really keep it in mind, too, that you're not... Uh, uh, taking in certain 
foods that are not compatible with you because we see certain changes in white blood cells mm -hmm. and certain reactions in the body. And third, to fortify, looking at what the body needs to do to mobilize more stem cells, to kind of balance out the hormones and to get to a level where the mitochondria, which tend to, tend to decrease with age, which is the powerhouse of the body, these things, these three steps seem to be absolutely paramount, but the number one most important of the three I didn't even mention, the power of the mind. You have Huge. to harness the power of the mind to even do the three steps to be consistent and to practice and walk your talk. Do you think? Oh, completely, and I think when you have a toxic mind, you almost always have a toxic body as well. It's this really fascinating thing yeah. that I've come to terms with. And as I have sort of spiritually evolved and gotten a much better place mentally, my physical health has improved dramatically. And yes, I have taken steps to do that, you know, physical changes that I've made. But right. I think a lot of it was just cleaning up my energy field. And then as a result, the physical change that. So as a psychic, I really believe that you know, the energy happens first and then the physical is sort of a manifestation of whatever's happening mentally, energetically, and spiritually. Well stated, Laura. I'm kind of one of these hardcore science, you know, I've got to see it to believe it, look sure. under the microscope, evaluate the hormones, you know, really kind of test what's going on. But then when you get to energy medicine and spiritual, it's like this right. whole realm. And since <laughs> yeah. I run in circles of highly evolved spiritual people and uh, with my new love uh, sex book coming out, you know, some of uh, my teachers are highly evolved and, and really kind of pull in the whole idea that those who have frequent and high quality love relationships, whether it be sex included or not, uh, but but that love emotion seems to be critical to living longer. Or maybe we just take care of ourselves more when we're in a relationship. We got we kind of want to look better for that that date or whatever it is. Or we're going out on the town, but whatever it is, there's probably a lot more involved to it. The energy fields itself and the the hormone balance and the just like when athletic teams win the game, the the, the fans their testosterone level goes up and the losing team their levels go down. So whenever my team loses, I like okay okay. <laughs> It was a good game, we played well, on to the next, right? right. So what's going on with these energy fields and, and what's going on at the spiritual realm? Well, I think, you know, ultimately, whatever is happening internally, we attract energy that's compatible with that. So it's very important to be aware of that and also to know that you can change what you're attracting, you can change your circumstances by shifting mm -hmm. your energy and then also the choices that you're making. So I'm a huge fan of, just like you're saying, you know, who you're around, the circumstances affect your hormones even. Yeah. So to make sure that you're spending time with people that are in the mindset and energy that you wanna be in and then make conscious changes in your own uh, mindset, um, your thoughts uh, as you go so that you're attracting the best possible outcomes for yourself. But that said, there's chemically a huge amount that happens in the body. So a lot of people that struggle uh, with, you know, anxiety, depression, et cetera, that, you know, there's some dietary changes that they can make. And, and I had to do that myself. Like I learned that I was uh, very reactive to gluten, for example, and sugar. And once mm -hmm. I eliminated those things, my mindset and my manifestation ability shifted dramatically. 
you brought up a good point, and that is that the body emotionally, the mind-body connection is huge. And, huge. and one of my favorite uh, authors, and you had the fortune to interview Bruce Lipton and yes. the, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> the, the influence of the mind and how that mindset affects the physiology and the epigenetics. I mean, Absolutely. literally at the genetic level, things that we su suspect are just, well, we've been born with that. That's our hand of cards. There's nothing we can change. But with the power of belief, we can really, uh, apparently now uh, see at the cellular level the changes. I mean, I look under a microscope for 40 years, so when I heard that interview, I go, oh, Bruce Lipton, he uses <laughs> electron microscopes. I'm thinking of right. all the science and the technology. <laughs> yeah. And we just got done looking at your blood under the microscope. Yeah, and part of your definitely. odyssey is to look where you at, because, you know, I always say this, blood doesn't lie. So it's important to kind of really get a real picture of where you're at, what corrections you need to add to detoxify, nutrify, and fortify, and to kind of build the body in this odyssey that we call life, right? Yeah, absolutely. And again, there being this big connection between the spiritual and the physical. So for example, I used to have a lot of heavy metal toxicity and oh, I've wow. been working on that. And we looked at it my- It looked virtually clear. Yeah, last year there was more. This year there's just a little bit, but it's mm -hmm. much clearer. But uh, one of the messages that I got psychically, which I think is really fascinating, is yeah. that when we have heavy metal toxicity, it's almost like our body using a heavy metal shield um, for toxins. So it's kind of an indicator that we are we need shielding in a yes. way from our environment. And when we change our life circumstances, maybe the, the our own thoughts, the people that we're around, you know, unhealthy, toxic situations, then our body doesn't need that metal anymore. Uh, you know, it's interesting because uh, since I work with practitioners that do chelation IV therapy to to kind of chelate or out. grab onto the heavy metals yeah. and draw them out, and I've done some work with Dr. Chris Shade, who I'll be seeing this week at the American Academy Anti-Aging Medicine event, and you know he's looked at certain nutrients that kind of attach to whether it be micronized silica and different things. So we're always trying to figure these things out. But when I got into this whole field of energy medicine, mm -hmm. and I started looking at what's called the Jing Orb. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but Qi, you've heard of Qi, right? Absolutely. But yeah. Jing apparently is a higher order of energy. Mm -hmm. And so there's this device that, that you just, basically you put it in water, you put your feet or your hands in. I've done submerged my whole body at times just to see what's the difference, you know, <laughs> trying to figure these things out. And, and it just somehow subtly energizes the body. But where I noticed dramatic benefits mm -hmm. were for my kids with autism, mm. uh, Asperger's syndrome, ADD, ADHD. Their energy balances seem to be off. And that just seems to center them. And I've seen before after pictures where the kids, their handwriting improved. I'm like, their handwriting, the brain to the mechanical motion improved? Mm -hmm. and, and so I'm a big fan of testing these. But then when I find something that works, uh, I add it to the Delgado protocol as you know a, a tool to help people. And you know I, I've been using these PEMF. Uh, there's a company called Beamer. There's another one called Q QRS. And you lay on this mat, and it kind of adjusts. And for about 18 minutes or so, and it goes through this program. And it, what it does is the heart has a certain energy. And, and you never hear people getting cancer of the heart. It's just almost completely rare. But the heart has the highest energy of any cells of organs of the body. So it turns out that as we develop cancer, there's certain cells and organs that have this low energy field. But it turns out the gene orb, the PEMF, like 
it's kind of like recharging the battery. You know, mm -hmm. you got to recharge your phone or recharge the whatever, your car. Right. Especially with these Teslas running around. You got to charge everything, right? The body needs to be recharged and it gets decharged from what's called endocrine disruptors. Oh, yeah. So that's where we got to be worry, worry about or be concerned about xenoestrogens, pesticides, cosmetic chemicals. What do they say? 140,000 pounds of chemicals are entering our environment every year that we've never encountered before. It's just so out of control. So that's why we have to detoxify. We have to nutrify and fortify. And the fortify part is to re-energize the energy fields. And I never would have believed it. I, I'm the last person, Laura, to go, <laughs> come on, GNR, PEMF, really? Right, right. And, and now here I am laying on this mat, sticking my hand in the water and like literally, you know, going. And then I do grounding. I go to the ocean when I'm doing my chrome press, stand in the ocean with my feet in the water and I'm grounding to the uh, electromagnetic field of the of the world and it's apparently one of the most powerful natural antioxidants so when we yeah. see those big hole free radical damage if you're wearing shoes it blocks that energy you gotta go uh, barefoot Laura yeah. <laughs> gotta go barefoot on the grass not, and I'm the a, sand and the water what do you think I'm a high heel lover so it's something I definitely struggle with but you know, I do <laughs> I do feel that and a lot of the things that are sort of natural healing techniques when we really analyze it there is actually a scientific medical benefit and we're just figuring yeah. a lot of that stuff out now which or is we great. may never figure out Some I mean, we may not but yeah. I, for example i really believe that a lot of psychic abilities we're starting to get the technology to be able to gauge some of this stuff. So, you know, I really believe I'm picking up on waves that are coming in from somewhere. I mean, I'm not just making right. this stuff up. And at some point we're gonna be able to be able to determine and, you know, understand exactly what those frequencies are. I read some of the books by Edgar Casey, and it just blew me away. <laughs> I mean, this yeah, guy was decades ahead of discoveries and, and talking about therapies and treatments. And I'm yeah. like, how did he know that? Right. I mean, it, it really caused me to think, Wait a minute, I'm not sure if I understand this dimension thing. Maybe I need to really step it up. So it's so good to have you as a guest. Did, did you study different psychics or you just stayed with your own psychic power and energies? I mean, yeah. what, where did that come about? I mean, in terms of, and you mentioned the childhood experience, but do you study other psychics? I, mean, I study other immortality experts and anti-aging experts and scientists and fitness stars because I want to find out what's their key. How did they break the all-time world record and then break their record? Because, you know, figure out, yeah, if I apply the principles, it should work right absolutely no I think um, psychic abilities are like many other things I do recommend studying and learning and training and I studied under a lot of different teachers myself and then of course one of the best ways to learn is just kind of you know on the ground on the job so to speak so oh, wow. continuing to be a practicing psychic I've been a professional psychic now for eight years and you know every time I do a reading every time I channel I learn more and then I'm able to share that um, so I think uh, Every psychic has their own abilities and different ways that they connect. So a lot of um, tapping into your own abilities is learning kind of how you operate. So okay. are you clairvoyant? Are you a seer? So in my case, I'm a, I'm a clairvoyant. I see things. I see images. I'm also a little bit clairaudient, which means hearing, and I'm an empath. Uh, which means I receive information through mm -hmm. kind of feelings and energy. So the key is to figure out, you know, what your abilities are and then practice them. So I'm a big advocate of reading books by other psychics or, oh, or trainers uh, and then taking classes and then just practicing. Um, one interesting thing about psychic abilities that I've noticed, and I don't know if this is in other areas, but I certainly have noticed it as a psychic, is that being around other psychics, makes your own psychic abilities more strong. Wow. So if I'm teaching a class, then everyone's psychic ability is sort of elevated, kind of exponentially stronger than it is on their own, which is pretty amazing. 
Well, I'm with Laura Powers, and we're talking about how do we extend the length and the quality of life, and even approach immortality, and and what is it that the spiritual and the psychic world can contribute to that? And you know, I'm kind of a kinesthetic, a feeling person, so when I get this gut feeling, I kind of call it. I like, I really, and, and I'm fighting. Like, I'm not sure if I should do this. And and sometimes when I violated that gut feeling, oh, it was so wrong. It yeah. was disaster. For but when too. I followed that <laughs> gut feeling, it was like. Yes, God. And then I thought back. I was glad I listened to whatever was going on. Right? Is that kind of what you're talking about? Being in touch a little bit with that Absolutely. that sense. Yeah. So I think we access our intuition in different ways, but certainly paying attention to our body. Um, so and there's a there's a physical component too. So obviously, when people think of psychic ability, they tend to think of the third eye. And you know, uh -huh. being you know that intuition being housed up here, which is believed to be in the pineal gland in the brain, but the brain and the gut are very similar. Um, you know, the second most highest place of neurons in the body is in the gut compared to the brain. And so a lot of people will literally have like, you know, that they say that feeling in the pit of my stomach mm. or I just feeling almost nauseous or something. Yeah. So yeah, paying attention to the, the cues that your body is, is telling you. Um, and it can go the other way too. When you meet someone, you just feel really positive and like good energy or when you're around certain people and your energy just drops. You know, that's information that's being shared with you. And I think it's um, really powerful when you learn to pay attention to it and then start to decode whatever it means and pay attention to its messages. Yeah, and since I'm an expert in hormone and uh, hormonal, what we call endocrinological intervention, where we go in and we look at a person's levels through the 38 different hormones in the urine and the blood and the saliva, 11 different hormones in the blood, all these what's called binding proteins. And we look at all these complex hormones, but it's like an orchestra. And when we learn to balance that, and I've been doing it for 40 years so looking at that and figuring out how to help a person to get to that next level when you mentioned the pineal gland the importance of releasing of melatonin which is you know that deep quality sleep and that's where we get into a dream state and then the daytime cortisol from the adrenals and then of course thyroid the thyroid gland so I've studied every kind of hormonal intervention and I just come to realize that wow there's this connection to that mind, body, spirit, because you can't separate love and emotions of anger or hurt, guilt. So I, I practice uh, timeline therapy, uh, neurolinguistic neuro programming, mm -hmm. uh, which some people call NLP, and deep trance phenomena, which I'm highly trained in. So when I'm helping my clients to kind of like become consistent, get on a healthy diet to exercise, and they said, look, I don't have time to exercise, or they give me an excuse, or I, I just, I can't change my diet, and i like, just give me seven days, let the process occur and just bear with me I'm gonna record a tape for you and, and just listen to that tape and trust me it's gonna the process maybe the first time listening the second listening but the fourth fifth I'm embedding certain words bypassing critical thinking getting to their subconscious levels and this super energy just comes about and then all of a sudden they start going well, I just found myself going to the grocery store and buying more fruits and vegetables. I found myself exercising. I, I, was it this seven-day program that you've set up for me? And I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> when you told me that you know the the failure rate is 99% of people on diets and addiction clinics and you know and exercise programs. When you know we we reverse that. We want we're looking for 90 99% plus success. Unless you know you just didn't even play the tape. I mean, right. what can I do for you then? Yeah. Nothing I can do, right? <laughs> what is that intriguing to you? you know that, that I integrate these things did you know that about me no I didn't and that's great and I, I think there's a huge mind-body connection and 
for example, meditation, you know, which is uh, mm -hmm. really powerful. You know, there are medical benefits. Your heart rate slows, mm -hmm. your stress levels go down, cortisol levels go down. And then from a spiritual perspective, I think one of the reasons for that is that you're tuning in with your higher self, with your angels and spirit guides, and you're getting basically information that's solution to your problems. You know, so when you're when you're connecting in with this, not only their physical benefits, um, but you're basically creating an easier lifestyle and, and more uh, mental peace of mind for yourself. I mean, almost everything you say, Laura, puts me off on 16 tangents <laughs> I want to talk about. Like, we've got to have a series of shows together and just really sure. go through this. Because you talk about the gut, the gut health is so mm -hmm. critical, as you mentioned, the neurons and the fact that, you know, uh, dysbiosis, I mean, primitive cultures ate over 100 grams of fiber a day. So I created a product that's rich in fiber and, and there's fermented and unfermented fiber. And then there's this change in anaerobic and aerobic bacteria. And people say, well, I can't handle beans. I said, well, wait a minute, just cook them in a crock pot like I do overnight and just, you know, maybe discard the fluid, initially heat it up, then discard it, and then clear off, you know, those things that cause gas. But, you know, there's 20 grams of protein in a cup of beans. It's, it's like amazing. It's like one of the highest sources of, of, of fiber on the planet for, for, for foods. And, and, and yet, Latins tend to have one of the longest lived cultures. You'd think Asian in the U.S. would be longest. No. Lads eat a lot of beans and corn tortillas, like live longer. It's like, how could that be? But, you know, I'm looking at that. I say it's not long, not enough to me to say live long compared to what current society has. Because remember, if our goal is to break the all time world record for healthy aging, we're going to have to be doing things that no man or woman has ever done before. And I'm open to that. What about you? Yeah, I'm very open to it, and, and I think what you brought up earlier, which is, is really key, is clearing out toxins, because I think, Huge. you know, we have to obviously have the things in place that are allowing for us to have optimal health, but then mm -hmm. we live in such a toxic society, and including mental and emotional toxins. Right. Um, so one of the big things I recommend for people is, you know, um, not to be on the news all the time, you know, not to be, um, just always have the TV on, you know, that we really need that time to receive information, to have mental peace and quiet, and then obviously making the physical changes to what we're, we're physically putting into our body is really critical as well. Yeah, I was listening to a spiritual teacher because I'm going to be interviewed on a, a Stellar Life interview podcast coming up next week. And it's interesting because one of the guests I was just attracted to listening to, and she was talking about how current society has the attention span of a goldfish, you know, five seconds or something <laughs> like that. She said, but the reality is there's examples all the time of people when they get drawn into a, an entertaining story or movie or, you know, it's something that, you know, they're this daredevil and they're submerged in New York City in this cold, you know, environment and 60 hours later, you know, and he's got it. The person's got to focus. And I know when I'm lifting dumbbell curls for an hour to break a world record, I got to focus. I got to think about what's going on with my body and rise above the pain and look at myself and separate my pain discomfort, let go of the toxins and, and the, the harmful energies and and in invite the the weight is as light as a feather like a like a butterfly feather just going up and 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 yet the discomfort I'm feeling is something I'm prepared to step away from and let go and and then feel like I'm harnessing the energy of all the electrons of the world. I mean, the body is electric. The body generates uh, like five million volts of energy per, per cubic centimeter, according to Discovery Magazine. So it's unbelievable. You know, you get that, you step on a carpet, you touch someone and there's this shock. Mm -hmm. And you could actually, if the lights were out, you'd see the shock jump and like, what's that? So our bodies are electric. We're chemical energy. We're potential energy. And then we're mental because when we drink, 
dream. The dream is kind of the foresight to what's about to happen. So whatever we're focusing on tends to, as you say, bring about that sharing or the right people, the right conditions, but more importantly, the right outcome. Don't you think? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, I'm so passionate about my work because I, I want people to create the life that they dream about. Mm -hmm. And I think it's possible. And, you know, I just even from a physical and a spiritual perspective, I've had this huge trajectory. I was, you know, I was in a toxic marriage. I was 50 pounds heavier than I am wow. now. Yeah. A lot of people would think, oh, you've just always been thin. <laughs> and I was like, no. Right. Um, I was, you know, on sleeping pills. I had a lot of of uh, health problems. I was, um, you know, PCOS, leaky gut, um, a lot of other problems, certainly, uh, you know, maybe pre-diabetic and made some changes and I'm in a completely different place now. And so whatever you're in, even if it seems really bad and, you know, doctors or, or people are telling you that it's, you know, just kind of how it is, it can change. And it's, you know, with patients and almost anything is possible. Um, and our thoughts go out there and basically attract to us what we want. And one, one little thing I'd really love for people to keep in mind is that, you know, worrying is like praying for what you don't want to happen. Wow. So I know we're in a, a society now where I think it is easy to get caught up in like daily stresses and worries and it's very natural, but if you can just kind of release that and whenever you find yourself worrying to instead think about whatever it is that you'd like instead of that worrying situation and, and put your mind and focus on that and then ask your angels and spirit guides or you know whatever it is that you believe in the universe to help you and that can make gradual change in your life. I'm glad you bring up the issue of worry mm -hmm. and anxiety. Now worry is the concern about an event that hasn't taken place yet. Or maybe a current circumstance. It too. could, it could. It be. could. Mm -hmm. So what we do in timeline therapy is we help the client imagine the successful completion of that challenge that you're worried about. So when you use the very words, the successful completion of that goal mm -hmm. or that new relationship or that breakthrough in your career or accomplishing your weight loss goal, because people will set up all these boundaries and go, I, you know, I'm not going to be able to communicate to this person to get in a relationship with a girl or guy of my choice, or I'm not going to be able to exercise or eat the right foods. And they put in all these barriers and, and negativities when I say, wait a minute, it. Once you embed that idea of the successful completion of that particular task or goal or dream that you have, your brain goes through thousands of billions of chemical uh, reactions, but then it, it, it finds that connection and goes, oh, well, maybe I need to work more with this spiritual healer, or maybe I need to spend more with Dr. Nick's uh, program <laughs> on his right. online courses, or maybe I need to read more or study or whatever the format. Like you said, maybe they like podcasts like your show and my show, or they want to, you know, go to YouTube, which is my favorite. I hang out on there and I'm answering questions that people don't know I'm the one in there answering the questions when they pop up I love to answer them because some of them are so complex you know the staff's going I don't know what to answer to this person I'm like here let me take a shot at it it's so much fun <laughs> and a lot of times they start out negative and I'm like dealing with that like whoa and I said well what is it that you're upset about you know tell me I mean because there's something more to this so getting back to releasing that whole emotion of worry and anxiety is is let you know having that mindset of the successful completion of that task mm-hmm yeah, I think it's it's getting out of the, you know, the stress of the moment, um, focusing on what you want instead, and then checking to see if there's things in your life that are not in alignment with where you want to go. 
So this Huge. could be physical choices, you know, foods that you're eating that aren't working for you, could be circumstances that you're in, people that you're connecting with. For me, that was a big one. I, I think I had to do a lot of releasing of unhealthy situations um, that I was in, and then that allowed for healthier things to come in. Tremendously important. Uh, Tony Robbins, I think he learned from Jim Rohn, he once said, you know, you become the five people that you spend the most time uh, around. Right. You become their bank account the same, you become, you know, their bad or good habits. You know, you, you really become that, that person. So it's so important to recognize that uh, the more effort we put into attracting into our universe the right people, the right things to listen to, I haven't listened to television news in 40 years. They said, well, you're not gonna be able to keep up with current events. Well, I, I do miss out on a few things that I might say certain things like, are like, right. why is he talking about that comic that talks <laughs> about, uh, you know, uh, clean humor? I, well, I didn't mean it in the, the vein that, you know, that issue is, it's more in that vein because I, you know, I, I don't really pay attention to those things because my mind is free to enjoy love, compassion, contribution, and joy. And not to say that I'm not affected also by people who come into my environment and, and raise the guard and, and find those mm -hmm. triggers and start yelling at you or complaining or you know trying to really break you down because they're there right, right they're, those challenges are there but you have to be quick with the questions of dis disarming them with well what is it about that that concerns you you know turn it around let them play with the question don't you take it on as oh it's my fault who's blaming that doesn't help right Right, and I think with the point you brought up about your, you know, kind of a, a average of the five people that you're the most around is that it's not even just in the physical. So from my perspective as a psychic, you are interacting with people constantly energetically, uh, yeah. people that you know, people that you don't know. So that those five people can include like, wow, are you consuming a lot of really positive, you know, information through media or is it like kind of scary news stuff? <laughs> And that's going to make a difference. So even if you're struggling with making those changes in your physical circumstance, you can at the very least, you know, there's so much free information, free podcasts, free videos that you can watch that feed you instead of like bring you down into fear, stress, and worry. Yeah, some of my colleagues who wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul, Mark Victor Hansen, he's a good friend, and he said, you know, when are we going to start the good news channel? And, you know, it just doesn't exist. And part of it is, it's strange, but it's almost like humans have to work on survival. So the primitive need of the brain is to protect ourselves first. So we're going to gravitate to, oh, there was a flood and these people got disaster. And, and this part of the world, there was this and this. And, and yet, uh, Diamantis once said, you know, Peter Diamantis, he said, you know what? There's actually less violence in the world than there's ever been. It's just we're more aware of it due to social yeah. media and the news and all these things. So at some point, we have to then really look at the reality of what is our environment and what are we attracting if we're constantly thinking about these terrifying you know movies where you know all these imagery that comes up that that's plays a toll i mean I, I can't handle some of these scary movies that people watch i mean it's just like wow way out there i mean give me a good movie with a you know a good story i, I understand that humans love that the struggle and then moving through the story to to the guy that gets uh -huh. them to the solution because i'm really a, a big part of helping people to struggle like in you know acne and heart disease diabetes cancer high blood pressure all these chronic diseases fatigue being overweight that's a struggle that's a legitimate struggle that it, it, it didn't just happen happen due to your genetics, there's multiple factors, but we're going to guide that person through to the solution because we'll use unique uh, ways to do it, just like with drug addicted. I've helped kids who were so severely drug addicted, and yet we didn't approach it by switching from one drug to another. We 
got them into a different environment, got them into a place where we're doing timeline therapy, feeding them healthy food, balancing out their hormones. And our success rate's been you know, excellent because these people now were getting to their true core, the detoxification, the nutrification, the fortification, the core of where most people struggle. So I, I, I guess there's a part where it's fun to watch someone else's struggle. I shouldn't say fun. It's it's catharsis or it's helpful to see someone else is worse off than you, you know? So we watch these things where people get, you know, maimed and killed and it's just too much though, because it's too much of a dose of overreality. I'm not sure, you know, what we're looking at. I think some of what happens is um, biologically, there is a little bit of um, kind of safety protection programming that in place if there's something danger to like focus on it so that you know that it's there. Yep. But of course now we can see, find that anywhere. It's not, it's not like, oh, it's something that's literal danger for ourselves that we need to know about Right. in most cases. Occasionally, right. but in right. most cases it's not. Um, but because of how our brains are wired in terms of uh, protection, we're if there is something kind of dangerous around us, we're kind of programmed to focus on it so that we can be aware of it. Of course, now it's different. So you kind of have to fight that urge. Um, but once you let go of it enough, I think it, it becomes much easier to do that regularly. And I do think that kind of coming within meditation, you know, different programs can really help you with tuning into the voices, the positive things that you want and more easily letting go of those kind of stressful you know, fear triggers, fear and stress and anxiety triggers. Yeah, I'm here with Laura Powers and, you know, she's a psychic to the celebrities. She, she's an author, entrepreneur. And, you know, I think that the part about being a spiritual guide is important because there's a place where most of us, it's beyond our realm of understanding. So it's okay to open up to these possibilities. And whether a person's religious and Christian or Buddha or whatever, you, you know, whatever your higher power is, it's acceptable. I mean, it's the key is to, to acknowledge that sometimes we have to go beyond ourselves but also embrace the fact that we are powerful beings ourselves and it's okay to embrace that and not necessarily live with the guilt and you know just these feelings of trying to control us uh, of traditional paths that sometimes are used to manip manipulate people but on the other hand I, I mean I look at that and, and it brings me back full circle to what I think is the most powerful emotions of love and contribution and you know just thinking about that I mean I I know, you know, being single and sometimes, you know, I, I meet people and you have this like powerful, powerful, you know, attraction. It's like undeniable, you know, and sometimes if you ask later on, if you're in a relationship with that person, was it a two way? Was it also a powerful attraction for them? So what is the chemical reaction? So I studied that and I looked at PEA, phenylethylalanine, which is released from the brain. And it's like the love of, at first sight hormone. And I looked at serotonin and oxytocin, the love and cuddle hormones. And all these things happen at a, at a, at a really unique rate. But how do you describe when you have chemistry for someone else or you don't, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's just like, wow. What one scientist once told me, he says, well, your brain is able to kind of isolate what are the genetics and that person would be a good mate to have a child with and it would be good genetics. So somehow we are powerfully attracted to certain people where we're not to others because the genetic match wouldn't be as desirable. Who knows about that explanation? But it was interesting. I thought about it. But since I have this new love and sex book coming out that I have to tell you, I started writing in 1980, uh, let's see, 82. So that's how long ago I've been working to finish this book. You know, people say all the time they're gonna write a book and they never finish. Well, I've, <laughs> I've written 10 books, but that's yeah. that one book where every time I kind of came close to like, this is the book, and I thought, oh, I've gotta, I, 
I've got to add this whole thing of, you know, not just how do you please a woman and, you know, going through all that and the hormones, but then I thought, where's the spiritual side? And all my spiritual friends that, you know, I've either dated or I'm, I'm mentored by and friends, and I'm like, they're right. There's, there's this huge area that love and connection and spirituality. And then some would say, well, orgasm is just like, you know, a, a spiritual, you know, coming to God. And I'm like, okay, that's unique. I mean, I mean okay, I'll, I'll take that, that point of view. But, you know, what is going on in this state of love? What do you think? Gosh, I think it's incredibly complex because I think there's uh, different things involved. Certainly there's biochemical hormones being released that are creating, you know, loving, positive mm -hmm. feelings, kind of euphoric feelings. And then I think there is, you know, deeper spiritual love. And I've certainly had the experience where I thought I, I loved someone and, and then I was like, oh, wait, that wasn't it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, you know, no. I mean, we, I think we've all had that. Yeah. And so I think it's it's complex, but... Um, it is important to know that those chemicals that are released are, are very, they can be very addictive and they can be very compelling and they're designed biologically so that we have children and so that, you know, <laughs> right. we, we procreate. <laughs> there's a reason Oops, that there's, there's happening. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I, I do think that the more you get connected in with your, your, you know, higher self, your intuition, it's easier to kind of feel what's real and not get pulled into just the chemical aspect. Yeah. There's, there, I guess there's a point where uh, hopefully you have good friends as well, but you know, it's difficult to go run it past your friends and say, is this the right person for me? <laughs> but sometimes friends are good to connect you with the right person too, because they know you, you know, and they're like, oh, I think you two would be good together. You know, I guess there's dating services and online dating, you know, who knows? It's, it's, it's pretty complex at a certain point. But you know, I, I read one study that it didn't take just human love. It could be you come home, the dog's tag, uh, exactly. tail is wagging, and you're, the dog's excited to see you, and you're happy to be with the dog or the cat or whatever it is that uh, love you know means to you, right? That emotion yeah. of love is is hugely important. Yeah, including from yourself. And yes. so, if you're, I would say, if you're struggling to find love and connect with it externally, you're probably struggling internally Good and point. so the more we can give to ourselves whatever it is that we're seeking externally yeah. the more easily it will come to us externally so um, it's you know it's tough I think we tend to want to try to look externally and work and fix that but actually what we do here is the most powerful the most effective and usually when people um, are having struggle with finding love it's because there's some kind of internal block as well it's good you bring that up because I, I think there's a point where, you know, that that struggle, um, you know, f for many people that I work with, I find that they benefit from what we call eyes open hypnosis. Uh, we, we use medical hypnosis too, and we, we use timeline therapy, and we, we repeat or listen to certain scripts that help us to get into the right mindset or state so that we're really more receptive to acceptance of ourselves. Because like you said, there are challenges that Oh, you know, I'm overweight. I don't look good. I look too old. I'm too young. I mean, there's, I mean, you name it. And, and you look at some people and they're like knocked down gorgeous. Like, and, and, and what? You're, you're insecure about, about yourself? Oh, but she's this, she's that and skinnier. And I'm, you know, this, it, you know, I, I, I think there's a point where you have to step back and sure, work at improving your physicality. I mean, you know, workout, exercise, nutrition, all those things that I'm really big on, balance your hormones because that'll make it so much more effective. But at the same time, while you're on that journey, accept that you are who you are and you are unique and you are beautiful, right? 
Yeah, and you know, it's this whole thing of a lot of people are trying to, you know, use the external to make themselves feel a certain way internally. And it happens all the time where people will try to get certain external circumstances and they don't feel that way. So, you know, the uh, I, there's this expert on, um, you know, abundance and he was saying that what will people do is, you know, they get money and they'll, they'll get stuff and then they'll get new stuff and then they'll get better stuff. And then eventually they realize they need to focus on experiences and their, you know, themselves basically. And so a lot of people, for example, that are the most beautiful are not necessarily the happiest or feeling the most beautiful because it's external, you know, they're not internalizing it. They're not feeling it deeply for themselves. So we all, you know, can shift that and working to have more time, you know, to meditate, to have quiet time to check in spiritually is gonna help that hugely. Yeah, I, I mean, in history, there's been some famous singers and comics and individuals who ended up dying prematurely, either by their own hands or, you know, drug addictions and things. And it, it's so sad to, to see these situations. And, and while they're living, you don't know they're going through those struggles. And, and when I started studying the hormonal thing, you know, there's a certain point where, uh, sure, you know, you can have, say, too much cortisol, but there's a point where it drops too low and you can't even defend yourself. You can't even, um, you crave that up. So you'll take that drug or you'll eat that particular sugar or food or whatever, and it gives you that temporary high and the cortisol comes back up and you, you reach this place of balance because otherwise they're living off adrenaline. And so we've learned that there's a series of glandulars that help to balance out that cortisol level, not too high, but not too low either. And, and low is almost critically dangerous for, for people that I see so often with adrenal fatigue and allergies and various issues that they're challenged with. So uh, it, it's interesting because I, I've been studying because we've been guiding people with um, depressed immune system, aka cancer. And, you know, these people have uh, challenges where um, when you look back through history, there's Gerson therapy and they used a lot of juicing and, and vegetables and greens, but they also juiced uh, calf liver. And I'm like, what was that about? Well, first off, the calf liver itself juiced. There's no per se cholesterol because the animal flesh is where the cholesterol is. But the juice itself, the glandular, we're now learning that you know the glands of thyroid helps the, the thyroid gland. Uh, the glands of liver obviously can help the liver, and the liver plays a big role in the battle against cancer. So there's a lot of uh, nutritional interventions for cancer patients, but there's some emotional interventions too. We've heard of Emmett Miller, and he's created these really wonderful scripts that people listen to to build up the immune system. And looking at your own white blood cells, that was pretty dramatic, right? To see these white cells. Yeah, and yeah I think it's really amazing to look at the blood and <clears throat> physically see what's going on. and. For example, I had had a hair test before and I knew that I had heavy metal toxicity. And so I knew that on a sort of, you know, intellectual level, but it's a whole other thing to see it in the blood. And yep. so I had had a test by you guys um, over a year ago mm. and I have less metal in my system now. And, and I think I've been, you know, working at it chemically to clear it out as well as healing, you know, and releasing emotional sure. and mental toxins. So I think it's a great tool to be able to see what's going on and then know what you need to work on. Well, we have a new online course that we train not only doctors, but people just interested in cellular health. And if you always had that, you know, biology interest of, I want to look under the microscope, we actually train people using a microscope to look at, you know, the cellular health. And it's a powerful healing tool because it, it really helps people, like you said, because seeing is believing and blood yeah. doesn't lie. So it's really helpful to get in there and, and understand how dramatic things uh, can be just by a simple change in certain herbs and supplements mm -hmm. you take, the exercise yeah. that you do, your thoughts. 
the, the diet itself, the core, uh, to, to how the circulation and how the nitric oxide works and hydrogen. So I can get a little bit overly complex with all the technical end of it, but it's, I always like to make it simpler. It's kind of like this, you know, you, you start out in a place where if a doctor tells you, you know, you're not well or, or someone, or you self-educate yourself, you say, well, I am well when you're not, you know, the reality is you have to have some testing to know where are your hormones, what is going on dynamically in your blood and what is happening with the balance of your lipids and, and your arteries. I mean, we even have imaging where I've had most of my clients have their imaging of their arteries to so so because heart disease is the number one killer and it's a silent killer and people don't know one day they're fine the next day they you know pass a treadmill test and then they die of a heart attack and people like they don't get it that there's this these insidious things going on within the body and so it's always better to have the information don't be terrified of the information some people go oh I don't want to know well wait that information empowers you to make new informed decisions that you can then get back on track because again remember we're all on a journey. We're struggling to understand how to overcome these rather difficult uh, challenges of health and what do we need to do to get in the right direction. So start with testing, get the right guidance, reinforce it with good podcasts and learning and webinars and online courses. And you know, I, I'm such a big believer in, in, in doing the process because the process will work. Trust the process. I'm a fan of, of that, of you know, doing the spiritual work while at the same time you know, doing the physical testing and, yes. and finding that out. And, and unfortunately, a lot of, um, I would say, standard medical doctors are not doing a lot of these tests. And so, for right. example, when I had my sort of health crisis that kind of launched me into what I do now, you know, I, I essentially self-diagnosed things that were going on. Like I sure. said, I think I have PCOS. And I went and it had, I had all the symptoms, but it was like, uh, mild on the scale mm -hmm. and so I actually had to go to my OBGYN and said, say hey can you check to see if I have this and sure enough I did right. but I didn't get caught just by right. going and getting sort of standard tests and I think people get caught up in that a lot and so it is important to find a practitioner that can help you with looking at stuff that maybe isn't being looked at just by mm -hmm. your your regular doctor absolutely so I, I know there's a number of stories of people that I've guided and uh, helped who have been up against a very serious challenge of various sorts and, and they're just moving stories of people that, you know, it was almost like insurmountable because within their own world, the tools that they had, they didn't have the resources to figure out how to get beyond what it was that they were challenged with, whether it be chronic fatigue or cancer or high blood pressure or skin conditions, because we deal with, we, we get 50,000 kids referred to us every year with, with, with um, critical conditions. So I wrote a book, Acne Be Gone for Good, with the top board certified dermatologist in the country, Dr. Sonia Batarisi Banasel. And we're really excited because it came out on Amazon here a few weeks ago. And so this book is out there. But I think that the struggle with the skin, you know, the skin is is like an organ, one of the largest organs where the toxins excrete out. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And so you have to understand those three steps, detoxify, neutrify, and fortify. And then, you know, we can kind of help a person to get in the right track, but equally as, as challenging as the skin is toxic relationships. So I think yeah. that's part of the reason why I've struggled for almost 40 years to finish this book. It's the one book and I'm so proud of it because it's at that tail end where we, we plan to have it out. The pre-release is on an ebook on um, 
we, we pre-released it for Valentine's Day on uh, the, the guide to maximum sexual pleasure for men and women. There's two versions, one for women, one for men. Uh, and then the book coming up after that, it, that we're nearly done with is the merger of those two books and kind of the almost 40 years of, of my struggle to finish this book and, and to get it out because I think people are in pain. I think relationships are at an all-time challenge and it's difficult whether it be, I think you stated it well, it's not just that seeking of that other individual and pleasing that other individual and repetitively finding how to rekindle love, but what's going on within your own life and your own psyche, yeah. right? Yeah, it's huge. And, you know, I, I think uh, we do our biggest learning through our relationships. <laughs> you think? Well, yeah. How so? so? <laughs> Give me an example. Well, you know, it's, it's um, on a spiritual level, you know, we're, we're basically incarnating to learn various lessons and have various experiences. And we learn those lessons first with strangers um, and then with friends. And then our toughest lessons and learning happen from my experience with our, you know, immediate family and oh, wow. with our romantic partners. Yeah. So, you know, we're attracting, in essence, whatever it is that we need to learn. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. You know, wow. when you look That's at it huge. that you're way, right. and so right. um, if you're attracting a lot of partners um, where it's, you know, painful or maybe there's a pattern playing out that's over and over again, I think it's really helpful to look at, you know, what is it that I'm being taught here? What is it that I'm trying to learn right. out of this experience? And I think too often people, you know, oh, men are terrible or women are terrible or this is, you know, whatever. And it's like, you know, we are we are attracting this because there's something that we need or something that we need to learn from it. And when we learn the lesson, then whatever that pattern is starts to, to disappear, you know, and go away. Um, so I think that's the part that's the most important in terms of relationships is looking at, you know, what is it that in us that we need and that we're trying to learn that is attracting this situation and dynamic to us. I, and I think Laura Power's roles are being challenged now more than ever because you think about it, the traditional role of the woman at home and the homemaker and the guy out working and now, you know, both are in the workspace. And then, you know, the feminists will say the women aren't paid to the scale that the guys are. The alpha male guys will say, wait a minute, you know, I, I study this, I'm an expert in this. And, and so there's these really conflicting, you know, universes right now. And, you know, my good friend John uh, Gray, you know, he wrote the book, of course, uh, Men Are For Mars and Women For Venus. And, and we've shared panels. And I, I often get asked to come on a sex panel, even though my book hasn't come out. And I've been working on it and filing the e-books out. But um, he always loves it because when I'm on the panel, I always say controversial things. And they all turn to me when they say, you said what? <laughs> and like, no, this is what this research shows. And I want you to understand, you know, from the biochemical standpoint, what relationships are about and, you know, why is it that some women, you know, have to fake their orgasm and others don't? And, and you know, what is going on with men and women and why aren't they communicating? What's happening, you know, within that inner universe? It seems like some of the younger people are more communicative and they'll kind of guide that other uh, partner about what they need and want. But then some, sometimes the older generation, they kind of get stuck with for 20 years in a, in a relationship they're unsatisfied with. And so I actually created supplements that, that engage the body 
body and like bring back to life those organs that haven't been working quite as well as they should. I gotta say, when I go to the anti-aging conference this week, we are the most popular booth. I mean, they line up two reasons. One, because the microscopes were looking at people's blood at the cellular level, right? Right. And out of all the conventions, we're the only ones doing it because I've been doing it for 40 years and I've been trained highly about you know cellular health and energy and hormones and everything. But then because I've created a series, we, you know, we've developed a, a series of products that help not only increase the person's uh, energy and their well-being and their hormonal balance, but their their sexual libido. I mean, it just comes on like crazy with some of these products. They said, "What? What's that passion bill? What's that Amori product?" Yeah, just call the office and ask about it. It's not even available online. I mean, it's usually through uh, health practitioners, but people get these products and the doctors consume it more than anyone. They use it themselves and then they tell their patients about it. And it's, it's pretty exciting because um, the odyssey of kind of reigniting, uh, they sometimes say, I, I thought the book title, I haven't really finished the title because the title comes last when you write a book, right? <laughs> Sex is a sizzle in relationships. I'm not sure what to call it right now, but uh, it'll be a fun title. So tell me about your favorite books and the ones you've authored or worked with and created. I mean, what, where are you at with that? Yeah, I'm an author of uh, seven books currently. Fantastic. And, and then I, those are all on angels, manifesting, the supernatural realm. And then I have a book now that's uh, written but not released on my celebrity channeling, which is one of my favorite things. We talked about Marilyn Monroe uh, oh, right wow. before we started. She's one of the ones that I channel. Yeah. Uh, so I love that. And then I have a, work, a book that I'm working on right now, which is on my work with animals. So I communicate with animals on the other side, as well as uh, live animals, so those that are incarnated right now. And gosh, in terms of inspiration, I read all the time. I love reading. I'm, I'm a big um, fiction reader, and you know, obviously, I read a lot of books that relate to spiritual kind of self-help stuff as well. Mm -hmm. Great. So, you know, with with your role in working with people, uh, it's helpful for people to get the sense that even celebrities have. Their um, their needs and their challenges, right? I mean, that's that's important to know. Absolutely, everyone has lessons and challenges, and you know, it's, and it's not just celebrities, but people that you would say are you know wealthy or successful based on sort of you know traditional parameters in our society. And I've been so many you know parties with you know, wealthy, successful people, and like, I'm an empath, so I feel how they feel, and they're not happy. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, but I, you know, yeah. I, not always, but I'm saying it can happen, sure. and so um, the most important work you can do is to work on our, mm -hmm. our, our self inside, and then when we think about what it is that we're wanting, so whether it's a romantic partner, or it's, you know, certain um, career success, or a certain amount of money, you know, why is it that we're seeking that? You know, if we can drill down and get down to the root of it, a lot of times um, we can receive that in a different way that's actually more truly satisfying. Um, and I really encourage everyone to try to figure out, you know, what it is that they're looking for and why, and then ask their angels, spirit guides, the universe to bring that to them in whatever way is the best way. Yes. for them. You know, it doesn't have to be in this, oh, I need an Academy Award or I need, you know, a million dollars or, or uh, you know, I need a supermodel or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, yeah. uh, your website and your favorite book that's out, um, what, uh, how can people learn more about you and, and your podcast? Uh, sure. So for my psychic work, it's healingpowers.net and the link to the podcast and all my books are on there. I'm on Amazon under Laura Powers. And then for my creative work, because I also, I'm an actress and I do model, I'm a writer, I'm a host, um, that's under laurapowers.net. Fantastic. 
You can um, get our latest information at DelgadoProtocol.com. Our online courses are finally available. We're excited and almost every month we're releasing a new topic, so revisit the website when you get a chance. Uh, we have some award-winning products uh, that we have launched for doctors now called Doc Nutrients. And uh, there's really, um, most of our events now uh, will be focused on our podcast that you can look up iTunes, nickdelgado.com, and you can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, whatever your favorite is. Uh, you know, I, I my favorite is YouTube, so if, if you're gonna follow, <laughs> make sure you subscribe to uh, the youtube.com forward slash Delgado video and um, we'll have some links I'm sure on this show. So it's been a pleasure Laura. Um, we, we look forward to our next uh, encounter and get together and having looked at your inner health uh, at your lab levels and your, your, your odyssey towards uh, optimizing your levels. Uh, it, it's so important to stay on track and if you fall off track it's cool. I mean it's not like a bad report card. It's like it's time to okay let's focus a little more on that area. Area. Let's figure out what we need to do to improve that particular area, and you know that 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 way uh, you're always winning. You know, right? Because you're always you always got to have that winning mindset to to be successful. Um, it's not the end completion, uh, except for when you're dealing with worry and, and guilt and things. It's it's the journey, right? Along the way, are you really happy, healthy, and contributing along the way? And that's that's so so important, don't you think? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Take care, everyone. Be well, be strong. Thank you.